0: So uh, we'll get started in prayer, and uh, today is August the eleventh, two thousand nineteen. Lord of God, praise God. All right, it's nine oh one. Lord of God, let's pray. Amen. Father in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, once again for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to come before your people, Father, in your presence, Father, manifesting your your will, your word. Your way, Your work, Father. Teaching, teaching us, Father, how to understand Your word, Father. How to move with You, Father God. How to, how to walk in the Spirit. How to live in the Spirit, Father God. Making us disciples, Father God. Disciplined learners, Father. Amen. With strength, Father God. Hearing what You're saying to the church, Father. To what You're saying to Your people, Father. I thank You, Lord God. How You quicken us, Father, according to Your word. For Your word is truth, Father. I thank You, Lord God, that the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple, Lord. I pray that you give us understanding in this hour, Father God. Help us to see, Lord God, the riches of Christ, amen, in the word, amen. I thank you, Lord God, how Jesus, used declared that search the scriptures, amen, for, for they are they which testify of me, amen. All your word testifies of your glory and of your goodness, Father, and of your mercy and of your kindness, Father. I thank you, Father God, for your for This opportunity, I thank you. I thank you for those that are, will be hearing today and those that will hear in the future, Father. I bless you and I give you praise. I thank you, Lord God, for your precious Holy Spirit, amen. And how that anointing that abides in us, Father God, teaches us. And we need not that any man teach us, say that anointing which abides in us, it'll teach us. I thank you, Lord, how you quicken your people, amen. Quicken us, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, hope. Trust everyone's doing well this morning. I um, I wanted to start out with something that the Lord revealed to me, and uh, last week uh, the message from the fellowship in Marshall, one of the scriptures that came out was out of Genesis and how that um, God said, "Let let there be," right? Let that let and many many verses throughout chapter one, etc. And um, <clears throat> but I was taking a look at this a little bit further. Amen. And um, I saw this scripture, man. It just so, so electrified me, man. And I, and, I, and I trust that you'll hear this by the Spirit, amen, and see it by the Spirit, amen, because you're going to see the purpose of God here and what his desire was from the very beginning, amen. So in the beginning, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The word God is Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Amen? All right. Now, first of all, it says that the earth was without form. So, a couple things here. This word was is the word... Hayah in the Hebrew H A Y A H. Okay? And it's pronounced Hayah. And it means to be to be, to become, to come to pass, to exist, to happen, to fall out. Okay? And it means to come into being, to become, to arise, to appear, etc. To come into existence. Okay? To be instituted, to be established. So started. So it says the earth was without form. So from the period, first of all, we need to see here verse 2 that and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So what was covering the earth at that time? Water, right? And why was the water covering the earth is the question, right? So God made the earth and something took it out of kilt and made it without form and void and darkness, all right? So who is, who, is, who is darkness, right? Who is death? Who is the father of lies, right? In the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 7, verse 6, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down. All right, so a couple things there. Where, where, where was Satan? Well, he's in the earth, and what's he doing? Going up to and fro, and back and forth. Right? The scripture says, Jesus said, they, 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 that they, they're in a dry place. They seek, they seek a host. They seek, they seek um, refreshment, right? But they can't get it. And um, <clears throat> and the earth was out forming void. So what I'm trying to show you here is that. Something put the earth out of form. And then the word was means to exist. Something made it get out of form. Something existed the earth to be out of form and darkness. So, so the earth was without form. Form means formless confusion, formlessness, confusion, unreality, emptiness, nothingness, empty space, unreal idols, wasteland, wilderness, solitary place, places, place of chaos, desolation a desert dry when I mean dry I mean no life okay and then it says void same same type of word emptiness void and waste a vacuity and when you look at the word the definition for the word vacuity is one of the words here vacuity means if if you refer to the vacuity of something or someone you're critical of them because they lack intelligent thought or ideas you see, so it was empty and void and waste. There was no intelligence anywhere. It was just all perverted and twisted. All right, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. Misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, wickedness was upon the face of the earth. Thing, a wreck. <laughs> Who's operating the spirit of rebellion? Who's operating against God? Who's trying to get the body of Christ to operate against God? Who has the world rebelling against God? The cosmos. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, again, Elohim, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, the word light, right, is the same word found in verse 2 that was, and the earth was, hayah. Let the, Let there be So in other words, light, let there be light, right? Now, verse 4, And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So God saw the light, and it was good. In other words, agreeable. He approved it. It had his seal and his step. All right? It was valuable in estimation, good, appropriate, becoming. To whereas the latter, which in the earth was, Okay, it came into existence and something put it out of, kill with darkness and, voidness and void, right? Something put it that way, which was the enemy, Satan, and all his destructiveness. So, <clears throat> and there was a lot of time space in between all this. So, we can't, we can't look at this in time. We've got to see it as God, as Moses dictated this, telling us this and, and what took place here. And so God said, saw the light that it was good, agreeable, right? Had his seal of approval. And God divided the light from the darkness. God divided the light from the darkness. Divided means to separate, okay? Between or in the midst of. So already God was trying to show us something here that my purpose for the light is to divide, is to bring a distinction between the darkness, right? Now, watch this. And God said, Let there, hiya, light. And from that moment on, light started traveling. Whew. As a matter of fact, scientists and those that study um, space and so on all understand and agree that light is still traveling. So you got to understand what I'm saying here. So from the, when he said, Hayah, light. Let there be a Hayah. He brought it into existence. Now, John 1, 4 says, In him was life, Zoe, and the Zoe is the force of man. Right? So what brings us the light? It's the life of God. The life of God is what brings the light. He said right here, And God said, Let there be Hayah, light and all of a sudden light at that moment started traveling started bringing life all over the earth right a separation of distinction between the night and the day the darkness and the light a separate separation or extension distinction of those that are with god and those that are not with god of those that follow after the spirit of those that follow the carnal man of those that are walking in the life of god versus in the death of satan distinction 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 when you first got born again Right? You were born again of incorruptible seed. Right? And that seed, that incorruptible seed has now brought us into that place where we have distinction of what is of God and what is not of God. Right? That was the beginning of God showing you light. The light that he spoke. Years and years and years and years and years and years and and times past. You see? Let there be light. Now, what I've been doing, praise God, with this revelation is that I've been praying, haya, life, haya, peace, haya, joy, haya, health, haya, prosperity, haya, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, haya. You understand? What, what? And the scripture says that we speak those things that be not as though they were. That's how we operate in faith. We know that life, health, prosperity, peace, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, we know that this is of God. We know that God wants us to be above all, wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. We know this because that's the will of God. That's the word of God. So therefore, we can haya into our lives, into our families, into our loved ones, into the people that we work with, speak the life of God to their lives by pushing back the darkness that the light divides and makes a distinction on. Right? Now, Jesus said in, let's look at Matthew 10, 34. Matthew ten thirty four. Praise God. Hallelujah, Father. Think not, Jesus said, Matthew 10, 34, that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. All right? And what does a sword do? Right, it slices, it cuts, it makes a distinction. And look at this one in Luke 12:51. Suppose ye that I come to give peace on the earth? I tell you nay, but rather division. Right. And the word division is the Greek word dia merismos. Dia means a channel through which something flows. Merismos means a separation for clarification, a distinction. So God, through Jesus Christ, came and brought, again, division. This was my purpose. I'm trying to teach you what is not of me, what is of me. Right? There's so many voices out there, man. And we're going to see here in a minute as we go over the outline how Paul said, though you have 10,000 instructors, there's thousands of them out there bringing instruction and training and teaching to the body of Christ, and it's necessary, right? But many of them are moving in the wrong spirit, the spirit of error. The motive is them they want to be mr. big time they want to be right they want they want to, they want the people to buy all their books and all their teachings and all their training materials right they want all this in the name of the ministry <laughs> well surely as Jesus taught us um did we not cast out devils right did we not pray for the sick etc cetera, etc cetera? did we not heal He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. You're in the wrong spirit, in other words. The motive is not me. The motive has to be Jesus Christ. The purpose of the light is to reveal Christ and to bring us into that place of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, listen to these scriptures. So Jesus came to bring division, right? Look at this scripture in Colossians 3, verse 10. And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Who is the new man? The new man is your spirit man. Your spirit. That is the new, the fresh. Which is renewed in knowledge. Your spirit is renewed in the knowledge of the light of the glorious gospel that is shining to our hearts. As we're going to see in a minute. After the image of him that created him. After that image, that imprint of God in our spirit, that's what we've been created after in our spirits. Jesus Christ, amen. The hope of glory. All right. Praise God. Now take a look at these other verses here. John 1, 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The scripture teaches us in Deuteronomy that there shall none cast their young nor be barren in the land. The number of that days I will fulfill. There shall none cast their young nor be barren in the land. In other words, every seed that I bring forth out of your spirit, man, to bring life to into the earth. In the area that you need it for whatever that matter is, whether it's finance, whether it's a new job, whether it's your needs. Whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance from oppression, deliverance from depression. Everything that you have need of according to my word is not going to be aborted if you maintain my word, right? Take a look at this scripture in Psalms chapter 17. Thou hast proved, 17 verse 3, thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. My mouth is not going to contradict your word, Father. I'm going to live out of my spirit, man. I'm going to live as you quicken that word to me. And as I bring life to it out of my spirit, man. Amen. I'm going to bring, speak that life, haya, into existence of that word. Man. Hmm. concerning the works of man verse 4 by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer the words of thy lips father that I now put in my mouth have kept me from the paths of the destroyer from the enemy from the wicked one that wants to bring me into place of devoid of nothingness of darkness of division away from God of strife and envy of jealousy that wants to keep me in that place. The passage destroyer. That wants to keep me in that place. Where I'm idle. Where my mind is full of thoughts that I can't get control of. Because I'm not tapping into my spirit man. I'm not seeking God. Amen. And as he said. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Amen. Mm. Hold up the goings in my paths. My goings. That my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee. For thou wilt hear me. O God, incline thine ear unto unto me and hear my speech. Show all thy marvelous love and kindness, O thou that savest by the right hand, them which put their trust in thee. For thou, from those that rise up against. Who rises up against the body of Christ? You think it's flesh and blood? You think it's people? You think it's white people, black people, Asian people, German people, German race, Hispanic race, South America, North America, Canadian, English, African body of Christ, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We got a dark host of demonic dark powers that are constantly coming against the body of Christ, you and me. And we by the word of the by the words of our lips, by the word that God has spoken in his word, bring breath and life to that word, and we Hayah the darkness, push back the demonic darkness. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you the keys. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Haya, life, haya, health, haya, peace, prosperity, etc. 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 And I bind the darkness, I bind that place of nothingness. Those evil spirits that walk in dry places, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. My goodness there's so much going on here with this with these word with the word man I want to show you another verse here this was also brought out last last uh, Sunday my brother Byron the preceding verse in Genesis that I was reading brother Andy the one that brought out let 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 there be let there be etc 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 and now verse Psalms chapter 47 verse 9 this is so precious amen the princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham, of the Elohim of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. Who are the shields of God? Body of Christ. Say me. I am the shield of God. I am the shield of God in front of my family, in front of my brothers and sisters, in front of my loved ones, my, my sons. I am the shield of God over all brothers and sisters' lives that are out there in the body of Christ. I am the shield of God to those that are walking in darkness and walking in the world and having haven't, haven't came into the Lord. Amen. I am the shield of God. And I am the one, as the, as the scripture says in Exodus 15, the Lord God is a man of war. The Lord is his name. I am the one that pushes back the dominion of darkness. He said, I, "I give. I've given you dominion over anything that's dualistic. You have dominion over it. If you're walking in the Spirit, you have authority over those that are walking in carnality. Not in the sense that you manage and control them, in the sense that you push back the darkness that's oppressing them. Man, mm. praise God. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of God." Of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong unto God, He is greatly exalted. Amen. Now, a couple more verses here. Second Corinthians 4 6. For God, who hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. God commanded. God spoke. God said. Amen. Light come out of darkness. Before you were born again, your light, your spirit man was full of darkness because there wasn't anything there. It was void. It didn't have any place. Therefore, somebody else could come in and take authority over you and bring sickness and disease and poverty, bring diabetes and cancer bring all these demonic dark diseases, all these conditions in the earth that are the effect of sin, you see? But now the effect of righteousness, when you get born again, all of a sudden your spirit, right, fills up with the life of God, fills up with the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, fills up with the power to into existence. Now as a baby in Christ, as an Apios and Patio now that we're going to talk about here a little bit, you still don't understand all this. All right. But glory to God as you press into the Lord and you seek God, he'll begin to reveal. He will reveal by his spirit. Amen. The things that you need to keep, keep you going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, 30, 60, 100 fold fruit. As that seed gets planted in your heart. Amen. You will bring forth continually bringing forth harvest unto the Lord. Harvest. Those that plant and those that sow the seed. Those that sow the seed and those that reap. Amen. Both glorify God together. Amen. Man. Now. For God who's has commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And to make all men. This is Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world, age, hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. From the beginning, everything was hidden. But through the Jesus Christ, he made it known and brought us now a greater understanding of what God was doing and his purpose. Because the New Testament is the Old Testament concealed. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, let me split flip that back. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Why is it revealed now? We have the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See, as you as you spend time with God in the presence of God, you're receiving that life of God, that light that that He spoke way, way, way back in time past. It's still traveling. It's still moving. It's still bringing forth out of your spirit, Whew. man. Colossians 1, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. The purpose of the light and bringing forth the light was, was to reveal Christ Jesus. Glory to God. God already had a plan. Isn't that amazing? The great engineer, amen. The great seer, glory to God. Spirit of the seer, Amen. Hebrews 1, 2, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the age, the world that we live in, the time. Wow. I hope y'all are hearing this and seeing this, amen. I'm giving you a key on how to move in the spirit, how to move in faith. Now understand that you must submit therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee. If your life is not walking in submission to your father by his word, then you for, you can forget the resistance. There ain't going to be no antihistamine. Excuse me. There isn't going to be any antihistamine, which is the word resist. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist. Antihistamine. And submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he must flee. He must flee because we're submitted to God and we obey God. Amen? Excuse me. All right. Any questions? <laughs> you guys, are welcome to post all any, anything you need, you want, post man. Get it out there. All right. So let's go ahead and move now into the outline. There's, there's so much more going on. I get like I said, John one four says, "In him was life, and the life was the light. The light is the comprehension, the understanding, the revelation of man." But you. But, and we got that because of the life of God in us and through us. By the Holy Spirit, amen. <clears throat> Let me post this outline again. Praise God. This is what we're going to be covering today. And again, we've been talking about the making of a leader. All right? God doesn't make leaders. He makes servants that become disciples. Once you're a disciple, you're leading. See, you exist. You come into being. It's not something you're trying to do. It's something because you're being obedient to to your father. And you want to do what you see your father do. You want to speak the words that your father has taught you. And you want to do the works that your father has shown you. Amen? Glory to God. Mm. All right. So this, like I said, God doesn't make leaders. He makes servants that become disciples. Once you're a disciple, you are a leader. Now there's five Greek words that speak of the spiritual maturity of the Christian. There are Napios, which we covered last week. There are Pation which we're getting ready to cover now. There are Technon, which is a teenager. There are weos, which Jesus was the weos, the son of God, the fully matured son. And then there's Pateres, which is fathers. Pater, a father, amen? Can progenerate, can, can, can bring forth what's been distributed to him, and generated in the spirit after the father of God. Now, in the outline, a young child of either sex, little, young, half-grown child, immature believer, a child in relation to descent. This is what a pateon is. On. We get the word pateon stage from the word pateon. And pateon stage, as we know as a young boy or girl, Still walking around in diapers, still pooping a lot, using the bathroom a right? So, and in that we understand that it speaks of the maturity of the Christian. In other words, you know, again, in in the world, right, and the way the religious system does it, the Babylonian, the Babyland system. <clears throat> whenever a celebrity gets born again, what a, what a, what, a, what do they begin to do? They well, they begin to bring that individual into their fellowships, right, throughout their circle because they know that individual is popular with the people and therefore they know that individual is going to draw the crowd. And guess what? When you draw the crowd, you have the money. Let me show you scripture in Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Praise God. Verse 1. And in the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people insomuch that they trolled one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is idolatry, hypocrisy, excuse me. So the first thing he said was beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Well, what were the Pharisees and the Sadducees always trying to do? They were always trying to figure out how to make that change, right? More money. They weren't focused, obviously, on the kingdom of God. They were focused on their own pockets, right? And they were always figuring, trying to figure out how can we bring goods and services before the people. I mean, isn't it so clear when we see this in our fellowships and there's things that are being sponsored and promoted that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God? I remember I went to a... I was at a place and there was a conference going on, a youth conference. And in the conference, there was these, there were these um, ads on the screen, these big screens, big big screens, and they were advertising for this dental company, and it was probably a minute and a half, you know, or more ad, right there in front of all those young kids, man. Marketing to the people, and then the word "innumerable multitude" is ten thousand people. <clears throat> Luke 12, 1 there, and so they were always trying to figure out how how can they bring their goods and services to the people. Same thing that's going on in Babylon today. Verse two: For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither is anything kept secret but that it should be neither hidden that shall not be known. In other words, all these all these schemes and all these plans that that are constantly being crafted up and and thought up from the form, from the air of darkness and obscurity, it's all gonna get revealed. All this perversion going on out there in the world and all this murder and hatred and all these babies being aborted and all this perversion and all these things that are getting done in secret, in the hidden places in the chambers where nobody can see and they think nobody can hear, it's all gonna get exposed. Jesus said in verse 3, Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And in that which you have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed on housetops. God is exposing it all right now. Things are getting uncovered that we never even dreamed of. And all because the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ in our hearts is is, allow, is 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 going forth through our lips as we speak the life of God, haya light into the earth, Haya expose all this perversion because the light that's what light does exposes right it shows you what's in the darkness. When you flip the switch on and the room is dark. Boom! All of a sudden you can see everything, right? Within reason. Now, everything that they're speaking in darkness is going to be revealed. And interestingly enough. It's because of the body of Christ praying and seeking God, right? We're the ones. We are the light. We are the shield. It has to get exposed because the strength of the body of Christ, the glory of God in our spirit man, spirit man, spirit man, is growing, strengthening. Right? He's revealing these things for a purpose. It's a dark place in in those in those places, right? Now, so. A young child, the reason I said that is because, you know, that's what, like I said, the babyland is always, that's what they're involved in, right? They're trying to market to the people. So what am I saying is is that a young child, a Nephias, a Patian, these guys have no business saying anything about anything except they're experiencing God. Now, as they grow and, and, and mature more, right, it, it's still not, you're still not ready. You know, the best place is, is just being, be at that place of receiving of learning. And so the literal Greek definition is a young child, a little boy, a little girl, an infant, a child, a little one, of a male just recently born, of a female, etc., etc., of a more advanced child, of a mature child, metaphorically children, like children in intellect. So again, that reminds me of the scripture in 1 Corinthians, right? Uh, 13. I think it's 12, 11. Verse 10, actually, but then what that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away. So as you grow in maturity and you grow in the grace of God and you come into that place of the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, God is always bringing you to another level of glory. And what you didn't understand so clearly, and because you're growing in maturity, now you're starting to understand so therefore, the, the part that you didn't understand, now you can put it all away because now you've got a com- better picture, a complete picture in those matters. And he says in verse 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. That word child, the Greek word is ne- ne- nepios. I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's the same thing in it's the same thing in Technon. As you grow and mature, you start putting away the, the immature and the childish ways. Now we see through a glass darkly. See, as you're a child, as you're a young child, as you're still walking in that level of technon or potion or, 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 or napias, right, you're still walking around and things are not so clear still. You still don't have a clear revelation of your purpose. You still don't understand your callings, your selections, your elections, and your, the anointings and the strengths of God that he's put in your life. You're still learning how to put it all together still. But then, that which is perfect. When that which is perfect, in other words, as you become, you come into maturity, then you start understanding clearly a little bit better about what God has for you and your inheritance. Now, and He says, "Now, now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall be known. Even but then I shall know even as I, was, I am also known." And guess what? Guess who's trying to prevent you from growing up in the Lord? Satan the demonic host, the realm of darkness. Because they understand and know that if you come into your place, you're going to be known by them because you're growing up in strength of God, in your spirit. Your spirit man is growing stronger and stronger, waxing stronger and stronger. So therefore, you're going to be known by the demonic realm because you're growing up in the Lord. And guess what? You start to understand as a son of God, daughter of God, I've got authority over this darkness. If I submit to God and I resist Satan, he's got to go. Wow. Look at that. You start understanding what your father is and who your father is and what his purpose is. and You start understanding how to exercise authority. You start understanding how to pray. You start understanding that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. You start understanding about moving in the force of the spirit. Amen. Kratos, dominion. Iskus, Force. You start understanding these things. You start understanding dunamis and what that explosive does and the strength that it brings to you and to the others in your circle and those in their in your family and so on, man. you just distributing life everywhere you go. You, you're strong in the Lord the power of His might. You're able. You're in dunam mode. And the creatives of his discus, man, you're moving with strength. And this is as you're growing in the Lord. And as you're growing in the Lord, you're waxing stronger and stronger and stronger. As you grow in that maturity. And now, by the faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And it's interesting when, you know, individuals are quoting this, is that, you know, they're, they're saying this is a slam on, on, on everything else as far as, well, if you don't have love. Let me tell you something. When I have to correct my sons, and I have to speak to them harshly, or I have to discipline them in some manner, I still love him. The scripture says, What son is he when the father doesn't correct? Reproofs and instructions are the way of life. Now, that brings me into our next scripture here. Isaiah chapter 28, 9 through 13. Take a look at that. Isaiah chapter 28, verses 9 through 13. See, when you first have children... Like me, I've got two sons. There's a lot of grace, right, for their, you know, what you consider as a lack of a shortcoming. in other words, in their area of character, right? It's a lot of messes, a lot of mistakes, a lot of problems, but there's so much grace in your heart for that growth. And so is with the Father, our Father. There's a lot of grace for us to grow, right? And let me tell you something. The secret of deliverance is fellowship the word. You don't change yourself. The Word changes you by the Spirit in your Spirit, Amen. As Martha and Mary, Martha said, "Man, I'm troubled. I mean, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing all this stuff." And she asked Jesus, "Hey, can't you tell Mary to help me?" And He told her, Mar- "Mary has chosen that good thing." Amen. You 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 encumbered with so many things, Martha. You see. Just do your part and let Mary do her part. Everybody has their part, right? The point is, is that she chose the good thing. As he said in Jeremiah, the word of the Lord is, separate the precious from the vile. Focus on me. Focus on my word. And it'll bring deliverance to your life from all the hangups that we have, all the carnality, the smoking, the drinking, the, the, the fornication, the adultery, all these works of the flesh, the effeminate, right? All these malakos, devils, all these drunkenness spirits that are methe. By the way, methe is the Greek word for drunkenness, which is where we get the word meth. It's all demonic. See, it's all made to bring us into that place where we're bound up. The point I'm trying to make is focus on the precious. amen? Now, Isaiah chapter 28, 9 through 13. 28. Whom shall he teach knowledge? You want to grow up, body of Christ? You want to move in the way of God? I'm going to show you what it is right here. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. What does that imply? A baby's got to grow up, right? He can't just drink milk all its life, right? There's got to be a place where he starts eating solid food. Understand and that reminds me of the scripture in Hebrews chapter 5, starting with verse 11. Boy, I hope y'all are writing these scriptures down, man. 5.11 <clears throat> Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered seeing that you are dull of hearing. It takes a lot of strength, amen, to hear the teachings, to hear the Lord. It takes strength to pray. You've got to Say no to your carnal man, yes to the spirit, amen, to your spirit. And so Paul says here, I have got a lot of things to tell you guys. Even so, as I'm saying to you, I've got so much more go- to go, to share. And hard thing to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. <clears throat> for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have neither one teacher again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. You become as such as have need of milk. You should have been mature already in your in and your age, you know, let's say you're thirty-five or forty or whatever. There should have already been some level of maturity in the in, regarding the kingdom of God, but you become as such as have need of milk. We gotta start all over in other words. And that's okay, there's grace for that. But the point is is that you're not ready for the meat. You're not ready for the stronger, more coarser food in the spirit. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is obeyed. So again, strong meat belongs to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, let's go back to Isaiah 28, verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little and there little. So you see as the seeds of God and the kingdom of God are being dropped in our hearts and in our spirits, that seed matures, and then all of a sudden he brings another level of understanding and glory. And that's the way of the Lord. Line upon line, precept upon precept. You're not going to get it all in one sitting. Can you imagine? There's no way. Because we have to move by faith. We've got to operate by faith. We can't just expect that this is going to drop on you. And let me tell you, all this fullness is already in your spirit because Jesus Christ has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He's right here inside you and that what is inside you has got to come out and glorify God. In the area of your maturity, your character development, and your place with God, understanding the light of the glorious gospel, Jesus Christ, speaking that word with strength and maturity. Hmm. so then for with stammering lips and another tongue verse 11 will he speak to his people to whom he said this is the rest where which you may cause the weary to rest. This and this is the refreshing yet they would not hear but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line hear little and there little that they might do that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken Mm. see when you're not doing the word of God and you're not doing the will of God you're going to get taken you're going to get tripped up somebody you're trying to submit but it's not doing anything because there's you're not you're not submitting to the will of God you're not doing the word of God the harvest that you're uh, reaping is not the peace it's not the word it's not the life of God it's nothing but darkness and and uh and, and unrest, you see, chaos, confusion, man, and that's not what God all at all desires for His people, amen. So there again, you know, who is He going to teach the knowledge, and who is He going to make to understand the doctrine? Those that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. So the Scripture says that, and as uh, Psalms one thirty one, let's look at that. <clears throat> Psalms 131. I'm going to read to you the whole chapter. (laughs) Only three verses. Praise God. A song of degrees of David. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in matters or things that are too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let his Hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. So my soul is even as a weaned child. You see, your soul, man, is the guy that's got to grow up in you. You've got to come to that place of maturity. right? It's not a matter of something that you're trying to fix. right? It's a matter of your association to God. The more you draw nigh to Him, the more He draws nigh to you. And in the coming near to your life, He's going to inspect and he's going to take a look at things. And what's not in order he's going to begin to align you and bring you into order by his word and by his spirit. You understand? Now <clears throat> for precept again little, 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 little seed, after seed after seed after seed after seed after seed in your heart of the kingdom of God is being dropped in your spirit man. Now Luke chapter 1, verse 80. We must grow spiritually, physically, and mentally. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 80. And while we're going there, remember, it's this soul man that's got to grow up. As you grow and mature, beloved, I wish that thou mayst prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Verse 80, Luke chapter 1. And the child grew, that the, the pateon grew, and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert until the day of his showing unto Israel. We're talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist, as a party, and he grew, right? To cause, to grow, to increase, to wax strong. And he waxed strong, the scripture says. Waxed strong was the word krataiu, which is the word kratos, empowered. He was increasing in vigor and strength, man. And what was the purpose of that? Well, what did John the Baptist come into? Right. <clears throat> John the Baptist knew that it was he had to go and get away from everything because the purpose of God would not have been fulfilled if John the Baptist wouldn't have went away to hide himself until the appointed time of the Father, because the deliverance, the word that he had to deliver, was so strong and powerful, the hearts of the people had to get ready, and the only way to do that is send him the prophet. Bring him into sanctification. Bring him into holiness. Bring him into a place of separation into me, says the Lord. And that's what he did. To prepare them for Christ. And that's what we do in the preparing of the heart. And they're dropping the seeds, man, so that they can bring forth after Christ. To eventually bring them into the way of God and help them understand the kingdom of God. Now, so he waxed strong. Amen. Amen. And grew in spirit. The party on Luke chapter 2 verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. Filled with the wisdom and the grace of God that was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. So see, the child Jesus grew. And his parents went to Jerusalem at the Passover feast. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And as you read this story here, Jesus wasn't ready yet. He had a lot of grace on his life, divine influence on your heart. That's what grace means. But it still wasn't time. And so as we see later on, he came and submitted himself to authority, which was, which were his parents. And from that, and that time on, Jesus increased, verse 52, in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. You want to increase in favor with God and man? You submit to authority. And when you submit to authority, you do it with the right heart and the right spirit. That's the secret of promotion right there. So when the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Luke 2.40. And the thing about the Parians is they know their father. 1 John 2.13. Hmm. 1 John 2.13 I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. The party begins to understand and know his father and begins to understand the relevance and the importance of this work of God in our spirits and in our lives. And begins to understand what the distinction is between the light and the darkness, what is of God, what is not of God, what is death, what is life? what is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? what is the tree of life? You see? Amen. And so again, they must submit to God's authority, Mark 10:15. Mark chapter 10 verse 15. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a, as a on, shall he shall not enter therein. When you receive lambano, the kingdom of God, is that the word lambano? Hang on. No, it's dekomai, to take with the hand. When you take the kingdom of God into your life as a little child, you're coming under the authority of your father. And that's the whole purpose, is to come under authority. It's called the kingdom of God, the rule of God in your heart. All right? So Luke chapter 18, verse 17, look at that one. Verily, verily, I say unto you the same scripture, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. You can't come into the kingdom of God, right, unless you're born again, John chapter 3. And therefore you're not going to understand and receive and be able to take into your life and you're not going to enter in. You're going to remain in darkness. Mm. Now, in Galatians 4, 1 through 2, is, a, is under tutors and governors. Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Now i say that the heir, as long as he is a child, the word child is the word napios. different nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were under bondage under the elements of the world. You see, as a young son of God, daughter of God, there's still a lot of things that you're walking around in and, and you're still under bondage in so many areas. You're still bound up. Because those seeds of perversion of the cosmos system and the way of the world, they have to be taken out. And the seed of the kingdom of God must be put in. But you don't take them out by trying to manage it yourself. You just allow yourself to focus on the word of God and the spirit of God in your life. And that seed will eventually get rooted out on its own because you're growing in the grace of God. hmm mm. Now I say again that the heir, as long as he's a child, did for nothing from his Lord, Lord, but his Lord of all. Though he be Lord of all, so you see, you still have your place in the Lord. The problem is, is that you're still immature in so many areas, and there's so much more that God wants to bring into your life, but you've got to grow up. Children have spiritual fathers. First Corinthians four fourteen. First Corinthians chapter four verse fourteen. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved Technons I warn you. For though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Isn't it great how our sons and daughters, when they're when they're young and they're grown up, they want to be like their parents? Praise God! And that's what the Lord is showing us here: is that we should be we should seek to be as our father. And the way you understand your father. As you get involved in the word of God, you get taught the word of God, you learn the word of God by the spirit of God. Now, I put this word in there uh, to begotten, even so I have begotten you because it's a very important understanding in this principle of growing up in the father. Of men who father children to be born, to be begotten. Of women giving birth to children. Metaphorically to engender, cause to rise, excite. Now, let there be hayah, came into existence. It's the same thing. When you impart God to the people, when you're imparting to your brothers and sisters, to your family, you're engendering them. You're causing to exist out of their spirits the life of God, the glory of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, the way of God, the work of God. And this takes time, right? Because you don't just plant a seed and it grows up in one day. A child gets birth. In other words, a woman comes into pregnancy with her husband. It takes nine months for that child to come into fruition, right? Full maturity as far as time to be born. Again, the same thing with the kingdom of God. It doesn't just happen right away. So this engendering, this causes it to arise, this exciting, this excite to excite, to arouse after the Spirit in a Jewish sense of one who brings others over to his way of life to convert someone, convert to the kingdom of God. You must be as a little child, as he said earlier. And so, of God making Christ his son, making me and you his son, growing us up by the Spirit, of God making men his sons through faith in Christ's work, and it's a verb. It's 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 a it's a word. It's a word that, that there's an action here. There's a procreation in the in the Strong's, regenerating. All right, generating, regenerating. So he already had us generated. And then he had to regenerate us, huh. because that was always in his mind, God's mind, our Father. And interestingly enough, that word Hayah, it's not a word like Hey Hayah. No, it's a word. With, uh, that you apply with intent, with strength, Hiya Life, amen. And that's what God did. One voice, boom. All of a sudden, light, still moving, still traveling, speaking, revealing, teaching, and showing us Christ, revealing the glori- light of the glorious, the light of the glorious gospel in our hearts through Christ. Wow, man. All right, we're almost done here. Men must submit to men's authority. Romans chapter 13, 1 through 2. Take a look at that. Romans chapter 13, 1 through 2. Let every soul, mind, will, emotions, be subject unto the higher authority. The word power is authority. For there is no authority but of God. And the authorities that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the authority resists, resist the ordinance of God. And they that the resist shall receive unto themselves. And the word resist, there's antihistamine. They that take that stand against authority shall receive unto themselves damnation. Who's the first one that did this? Satan, right? He's the father of lies. He told him, you're acting just like your father. You're lying, you're manipulating, you're stealing, you're trying to market against the people. You're doing all this perversion. That wasn't ever my way. It's not the way I intended it to be. It's the way that I did not approve of. I didn't put my seal on it, man. Right? I didn't put my signet on it. I didn't sign off on that. (laughs) So therefore... Again, we must understand that we must come under authority. Hebrews thirteen seven. Remember them which have the rule over you. The word rule is the word hegeomie, to lead with with official authority. That's what that word means over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. And that reminds me of a scripture in Galatians, right, chapter six. It's not in the notes. So to look at this one real quick. Actually, hold on. Galatians six six. Let him that is taught, commu- the, taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. In other words, there's nothing wrong with letting those that are teaching you or communicating to you the kingdom of God and the rule of God and the way of God, etc., 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 there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. And I'm saying to you the same thing. If I'm following God, follow me. <laughs> Not follow me in the sense of come unto me. In other words, do the will of God in your lives, amen. Learn from me. Wow. Now, Obey them that have the rule of you over you and submit yourselves, for they watch over your souls. That's verse 17. As they that must give account, that they may do with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Right? It's not going to profit you if you're not submitting to the ways of God. And that's verse 17. <clears throat> and he goes on to talk to us in this particular chapter. Um... You know, do good and communicate. Forget not. Mm. So with what, with such sacrifice, God is well pleased. Amen. Obey those that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves, for they watch over your suke, over your soul. It says that must give account. In other words, those that are ministering to us, to teaching us the kingdom of God, they're going to give account. Mm. They're gonna give logos, they're gonna give what what's going on here. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be inspected on, they're gonna be looked at by the Father. <clears throat> well, um, it's ten oh three now. I put on there in this outline as well the nine disqualifications of discipleship. And I encourage you to go look at those scriptures and that uh, as verse twenty six, Luke fourteen twenty six, if anything or anyone comes before God, order first things you cannot be his disciple. If you prefer your own suke, yourself first, you cannot be his disciple. If you do not bear your own cross and follow him, what does that mean? Take up your cross means the choice is not yours. It's the word. It's the Lord. His word dictates your life. If you do not follow Jesus, you cannot be his disciple. Luke 9, 59, 6 through 62. He is not our Savior only, but our Lord. Peter saw the revelation that thou art the the son, the weos of the living God. Until you come to that place where you finally acknowledge the lordship of Christ. You cannot be his disciple. Flesh and blood did not reveal this. It is only by the spirit of God. As it shows us in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 2 of that. No, 3. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. You cannot see it without the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is all about sanctification and holiness, amen? Sanctify yourself. Circumcise your heart unto the Lord. Sow not among fallow ground. Don't let that seed that's coming forth into your life get on hard, stony, stony, shallow ground that's full of weeds. Plow it up, man. Make it soft. Spend time with the Lord, amen? Get your heart ready. Prepare yourself. If he does not count the cost, you cannot be his disciple. It's going to cost you body, Christ. It's going to cost you your own suke, your own soul, your own dreams, visions, and desires, and your own purposes. Empty it all out and let him fill you up with his purposes, his desires, his dreams, and his visions, and his goals. He does not forsake all. You cannot be a disciple. You've got to let it all go. You must continue in my word or you cannot be my disciple. You must love one another or you cannot be my disciple. You must bear fruit and must abide in the vine, or you cannot be my disciple. And in love is not just an emotional thing, right? In other words, if I see a brother sin a sin, I've got to talk to him, man. And that's not easy. Nuthetic. As my beloved sons in first four fourteen and first Corinthians, I warn you, man. I've got to confront you. Amen. Father in Jesus' name I thank you, Lord, for this time for this opportunity, Lord. And for teaching us your ways, Father, by your word, which shows us your will, which brings us into your work in our lives. I thank you, Lord God, for those that have heard the word today and those that will hear in the future, Father. I pray, Lord God, that they will hear it and see it by the Spirit. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for your precious Holy Spirit. Amen. And how you're teaching us, Lord God. We need not that any man teach us, save that anointing which is in us, it will teach us. As the word of the Lord is going forth, it's getting taught. The Holy Ghost is the one that quickens that word in our spirits and it shows us and it reveals and it teaches out of our own spirit. Amen. And let him that is taught communicate unto him that teacheth him. Amen. And let us do your word, Father. Let us love one another, Lord. Let us count the cost, Father God, that it's worth it. Let's not consider our own lives before you, Lord God, but knowing that you take care and that you love your people, Lord God, and you know how to take care of us. If we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteous ways, all these things that the world is looking for will be added, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, that you give grace to the humble, that you resist the proud. May we not be proud before you and arrogant, Father. May we always stay in that in that attitude of humility, Father. Always willing to be taught, Lord God. Always willing to receive you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful, precious day, Father. I thank you, Lord, that I hyah your life to your people, O God. Uh, uh, haya the revelation of the word of God. Haya the seed of the living God into their hearts and into their spirits. oh God, that it might bring forth after your kind, which is Jesus Christ, in their lives. I thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and mercy, Lord. I bless you, Lord, for your grace and glory, Father. Hallelujah, Father God. The Lord God is a son. The Lord God is a shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing we withhold from those who walk uprightly, Father. I believe your word, Father, and therefore I believe for that word in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, again. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.